Greetings, people of the internet. My name is Big Mo, and it is my honor to welcome you to the hardest hitting, full of ranting, most entertaining show in the world. This is the Dave Van Aken Show! What's up, guys? Dave Van Auken here. Episode 136. Today is September 23rd. Today is Friday, and one reason why I know the date so much. Yesterday, my boy, my oldest son, turned 10 years old. Happy birthday. I know he doesn't listen. He don't he doesn't download. He doesn't describe, but you guys do. I appreciate you guys. Love you guys for that. Um, <laughs> so funny. I what was it? Uh, three episodes ago I said, "Hey guys, I'm going to take a little sabbatical. I need a little break and what? We just get Brendan all in Allen on the pod. This pod is going to be absolutely bananas. I have my guy Ken Flo, Kenny Florian coming on the show. You cannot talk about the history of mixed martial arts. You can't tell its story Without Kenny Florian. So uh, I'm pumped for this one. All right. I really mean it this time. After this podcast, I'm taking a break. I'm taking a little sabbatical break. I'm literally going on a little mini vacation with my wife. I am taking a break. I need it. I want one. Um, I'm getting away for five days. So there we go. I, uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to be earlier. But come on, man. It's burning all in now. It's about to be fight week. My guy, Ken Flo, um, always... Um, like I said, we always have multiple people working for Fight Bananas, and someone reached out. They're like, hey, you want Ken Flo? Want I like, yes, desperately. Um, you know, I met Ken Flo a couple times on the PFL circuit, but never really sat down and just kind of picked his brain for 15, 18, 20 minutes. And that's what we do here coming up. So I'm going to keep this pre-log short and simple. There is just one kind of fun topic I kind of want to talk about. And we do talk about it with Ken Flo a little bit, but I kind of want to jump more into it. Because tonight... Uh, Bellator, I believe 285 off the top of my head. Uh, main event, Benson Henderson's in it. Co-main event, my guy, Yoel Romero's in it. And we talk about the PFL guys like Jeremy Stevens and Anthony Pettis and Rory, who just retired, not being the championship with Ken Flo. And also, they just signed uh, Marlon Moraes. Uh, Eddie Alvarez is leading one uh, FC, so we might see him on the uh, on the uh, circuit soon, maybe for... Um, uh, PFL makes sense to me, to be really honest. But where I'm going with it, right? So I just named those guys, all those guys, Hall of Famers, all those guys, uh, hopefully one day, or they are already millionaires. One of those guys uh, I respect dearly. All those guys, you can't tell, you know, the MMA landscape story, UFC story. You all, Romero's been in some humongous, humongous fights. But where I'm going at it is, and I am a huge fan of the PFL. Huge. Um... There's so much behind the scenes stuff that people don't see, and especially with us on the media side, um, let's just say this, the PFL absolutely takes care of you. The PFL has been gracious to fight bananas, and I always want to see people like that, companies like that, organizations like that to prevail, to succeed. So I have, I, I want to throw this out there to the PFL. I'm going to send this, I'm going to cut this up, I'm going to send this to someone I know that will make it to the high uh, brass up there. This is what I want. This is what my idea is. 
if they sign they sign Marlon, good sign. If they sign Eddie, good sign it. All these guys. I'm I'm desperately and I think actually oh, I'm recording this a little bit beforehand. There's actually gonna be maybe more news that happens as well with the PFL and if they sign that person, uh kudos to them. But you know what they need to do? You know what the professional fight league needs to do? They need to sign one, they need to build up their challenger series and what they did. And what they did this past season was incredible. Guys like Carlos Liao, guys like Chris Mixon, uh, girls like Michelle Monatique, people like that that fought on their challenger series, they're PFL fighters and build them up. That's number one, right? That's the number one thing. But I'm talking about sign-ins and what they're doing with Marlon and what they did with last year with Pettis and Jeremy Stevens. They need to sign someone who's in their absolute prime or are you ready for this one? They need to sign someone uber young that's not in their prime yet and that has six more years. So when you think of them, when you think of Michael Chandler, you think of Bellator. When you think of Kayla Harrison, you think of PFL. When you think of Conor McGregor, you think of the UFC. They need to have someone dominate, show flashes of greatness, show some high-level skills in the UFC. And then the PFL needs to nab them early. They kind of did it to Shane Burgos. And I love me some Shane Burgos, but I, uh, I, I even want someone before Shane Burgos. Shane Burgos, I, I, I got to look up his age. I'm off the top of my head. I think he's 30, 31. Actually, I'm going to topology right now. Topology. I want someone who I think is earlier than Shane Burgos' career. And I think Shane Burgos is a great signing. I really do. I, he's your favorite fighter's favorite fighter. You know what I mean? Shane Burgos. Hurricane Shane. 15 and 3, 31 years old. 31. And actually, you ready for this one? By the time he fights in the PFL, he'll be 32. I want someone even younger than that, someone even before that. You ready? And I got the perfect name. I got the guy. I have the guy that the PFL should throw the bank to. The PFL should overpay this fighter to come here and, and create this. Holy shit, guys. The PFL is signing. Someone who I would never think that the PFL would sign. PFL are signing, you know, fighters in their absolute prime. I want the PFL to sign this person who I has I don't think has you know touched their prime yet. Still has two, three more years before that prime comes to be. Are you guys ready? I want the PFL to sign the thirteen and four, twenty eight year old T Rex Terrence McKenney. Throw him in the lightweight division. He's got a great smile. He's got a great gimmick. He's got a great look. He can just keep on building. He's got multiple years before he hits that age prime of 30-31. And then he can just um, you know, be that guy for the PFL. Can be on the fight posters. It's like you can create Terrence McKinney not from a UFC. Oh, wow. They got Showtime. Oh, wow. They got Burgos. You remember seeing him in that big UFC fight, Madison Square Garden? No. Terrence McKenney be- can become a PFL guy, like a Kayla Harrison, uh, like a Carlos Leal, like a Ray Cooper, like a Bruno Capazella. I think they need to sign, the PFL, the Professional Fight League, needs to sign Terrence McKenney. All right, guys, here comes 20 minutes of gold of Ken Flo, Kenny Florian. But before we talk to Kenny Florian, have you guys talked to my friend Paul from the MMA Shark? Go right now to the MMAshark.com today. Put in that promo code BANANAS50. That will get you $50 off your first month 
for 30 days. And what the what Paul does, what I love what Paul does, he gives you guys text literally 10, 5 minutes before the fight. He texts you his whole lineup the day of, and then when something is rolling and something is evolving the night of the fight, he might swivel right there and change his pick. Paul watches his fights. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke on fight night. He All he does is watch fights and makes you money. He cashes the tickets. My guy, my guy from Paul, also from MMA Shark, he doesn't just handicap the UFC. He handicaps Bellator, LFA, Dana White Contender Series. And guys, we have one more week left, the Bone Nickel Show. So get right now with my guy Paul from the MMA Shark. Put in that promo code BANANAS50 and start cashing checks today. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dave Van Auken Show. That red light is on. We're on. I'm so excited, right? Uh, someone who's coming out right now, um, I look forward to talking to him a lot. You cannot talk about the MMA story and its history without his name being attached. Multiple-time UFC challenger for the title. Uh, one of the best duos on the UFC, Mike. Now uh, the voice, to me, of the PFL. And uh, some got some pretty decent hair. So uh, let's bring him in right now, my guy. Ken Flo. Kenny, how you doing, brother? How you doing, man? And here I am with a hat on. I'm covering up my hair. I can't Stitch believe it. Everything. I, that was a part yeah. of my line from the beginning, so I had to roll with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to pay for this if you want to see the hair. You know? This is a free podcast. Yeah, Ken Flo starting his OnlyFans account going up, yes. too. Yes. Brother, so first of all, how are you? Everything good in your world? Yeah, man. Keep cool. it busy. Keep it busy, yeah. but uh, I am well. Good. Good. Glad to hear it. Um, All right. So much stuff. Um. So crazy great time in mixed martial arts. There's this, uh, I don't even think it's been officially announced, but there's been some stuff out there. November 25th, I hear even Las Vegas, Nevada, PFL championship. You don't have to say yes or no on it, but that's everything leaning that way. I would love your take on a couple things. One is, first of all, is this uh, just going to be another edition of the Kayla Harrison show? She's just the biggest superstar. Is it about Kayla Two, what's another fight? Uh, I love me some Bubba and Brendan. There's a couple yeah. of dark horse guys on it as well. And lastly, I know I'm giving you a lot. One of maybe the positives on PFL, I would say a negative is the championship. There's no Pettis, right? There's no Rory right. McDonald. There's no Jeremy Stevens. I was really high on Bruno being the heavyweight champ, really trying to build him up. He's not a part of it because he didn't get the wins. That's also a benefit and a negative. I know I took a lot into you there, but uh, let's uh, keep, you know run with it. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. All right. Let's see if all I can right. remember all that. So in regards to where we're at, I don't know quite yet where it's going to be um, located, uh, the, the final, just yet. Um, okay, okay. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it, man. Um, uh, and, and in regards to, you know, Kayla Harrison, I, I think that, um, yes, she's extremely dominant. She could very well go and just do what she does. Um but I do think Larissa Pacheco is a different fighter uh, right. than when they last fought. And, and right. of course, they have a history together. But I think that Larissa is right now primed uh, and, and ready and, and, and very, very dangerous. I consider her one of the best and most dangerous female strikers in the world right now. Great. Um, Great. Just the, the way that she is striking right now, the way she's putting it all together. 
uh, the shape that she came into this season. Um, you know, not only is she in great shape, she was in great shape last season, but she's making the weight, uh, obviously, which she struggled with last year. So um, she's been doing her camps all here in the United States. So I, I think she could be really tough. If Kayla isn't able to get her to the ground, I'm telling you, it's going to be very, very interesting. Larissa is is a big time threat there. Um, hey, real quick, and, Kenny, if I can yeah. on, on that topic alone, um, someone who's been in the game, you've been calling fights and you, you know more than people, you know, forget, you know what I'm saying? My point, my question is, how can people get over the fact of, oh, crap, I'm going against Kayla here. She's going to try to take me down. I'm going against Chamayev here. He's going to try to take me down and not throw my offense. It seems like some of these girls, especially when they get to Kayla, it's like, okay, I'm not going to get taken down. And they're not throwing their, they're not implementing their offense. And to me, that's a big problem. Do you think Larissa is going to be able to get over that mental and like, hey, I'm throwing my left. Like I'm at least going to throw my shot. If I miss and she takes me down, that's life. But I'm going to at least throw mine. No, 100%. I, I think that's that's the big issue when you get someone who's so dominant in the right. takedown realm. It shuts down their offense. They become very hesitant and they just focus on stopping those takedowns. Um, and, and that's going to be her struggle too, right? Um, I, I think finding that balance of where you can be effective with your striking and at the same time stop takedowns really for me uh, probably be probably begins and ends with your stance. Just being at a lower stance, being ready, being a little bit more uh, grounded uh, and lowering your level makes it more difficult to shoot in on them. Also, you could still generate power. You don't have the same footwork, but you can generate a lot of power off the floor. So curious to see what Larissa Pacheco's approach is going to be in that one. And, and, and uh, you know, another fight to watch. Yeah, you nailed it. I think Brendan Lockname, Bubba Jenkins is the one to watch. I think that's going to be really exciting. Both those guys have kind of... Um, have been peaking at the right times. Um, so I, I think that's going to be interesting. I think another guy to watch is Mateus Scheffel. I think um, people are kind of sleeping on him. He has a ton of potential. Um, I just know I just don't know if he has matured into that role or that belief in himself quite yet. So uh, if he does, I think we can get a fantastic fight there. Um, obviously, a bunch of great finals, but those are the kind of ones for me to watch sure, um, sure. that I think are going to be uh, really interesting uh, as we move forward. And of course, uh, OEM, Olivia Aubin-Marcier, yeah. uh, taking on taking on uh, the man who upset uh, Anthony Pettis, of course. Uh, I, I think it's going to be really interesting. Stevie Ray, of course, from Scotland, um, tremendous submission guy, uh, training really hard for this. So uh, I think that's another one to watch as well. And like I said, and I kind of, I know I gave you a lot off the top there. Um, it's probably the most benefit. It's a, it's a, it's a playoff. It's a, it's a match. It's a tournament, whatever you want to say it's a season and you never know who's going to be in the Super Bowl or NBA finals or anything of that nature. But of course, you know, I, you know, you and I know a lot of people behind the scenes and talking, we could talk to a lot of people behind the scenes. Yeah. They would love to have Pettis's name in the main event, or they yeah. would love to have Roy McDonald in the championship name, these names and have that poster up and you see Kayla, you see Roy and all this stuff. Is that how can the PFL work on it? Or is there just no way? That's just what it is. That's the kind of the format moving forward. And, you know, we might see championship matches that maybe aren't as, um, you know, tantalizing to the common MMA fan. Well, you know, I, I think that's what makes the PFL unique. You know, it, it really is more of a meritocracy where, you know, it's not this political game of, hey, you're the best guy on the mic. You're going to get the shot over someone else who maybe is on a larger win streak or whatever, whatever. Um, you know, so it, it's it's tough. You know, um, I think that uh, 
it also is a testament to the increasing level of the fighters in the PFL. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people probably saw from the outside looking in, hey, Anthony Pettis, Jeremy Stevens, these other guys that are coming from the UFC are going to come in here. They're going to beat everybody, become millionaires at the end of the year, and, right. and it's going to be easy. Right. And they have struggled. You know, it, again, it, it shows how difficult it is not only to beat some of the fighters in the PFL, but to stay healthy and stay consistent throughout yeah. the year. That is a beast in and of itself, right? right. It's just right. being durable enough to withstand these hard fights over the course of a season. Beautiful. Well, the, uh, well said. Um, all right, we'll put PFL on the back burner just for a second. We'll jump back at the end. Uh, you were out there this past weekend, Las Vegas, UNLV, ADCC. Did you? Would you ever imagine five years ago, three years ago, 10 years ago, a grappling event, you know, showing up. Chael Sonnen talks about it on, on his show. He's like, I used to go to it. There'd be eight people there. We had 80 people we were celebrating. It was a packed house. It had a ton of buzz on it. Of course, the, you know, the King Gordon Ryan did his thing. Just uh, kind of give me an overall kind of topic on the show or based on the show of uh, where grappling is getting to and where it could be two, three, four years from now. Yeah, Dave, I'm I'm still buzzing from the event. Seriously, yeah. I, it, I you know again coming from that same background of going to these grappling events and little high school gyms and <laughs> uh, you know nobody watching uh, to even myself competing in ADCC trials and all that stuff yeah. coming up. Um, the change not only in the level of the competitor, but in in how much they put into this production wise. I mean, we had a broadcast truck outside just like we would with PFL and UFC right. and all that stuff. Right. I mean, the, the amount of money and energy that went into this, you know, Mo Jassim, Seth Daniels, all the guys, five grappling, all those guys who helped out. It's just a gargantuan effort and flow grappling. All those guys really worked their tails off to make this the biggest event in the world when it comes to grappling they did that it was yeah. it was definitely achieved um and it was i was just honored to be a part of it uh, just to be there live watching the matches was something else i mean like every little detail and 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 there's always things to improve right but everything from like everything from the dj who was playing music to the refereeing to yeah, yeah. you know the smoothness of all, all, everything it was just it was a tremendous accomplishment for not only adc but for the sport of grappling and i think it will it shows what is possible for that sport when it's done correctly with high level grappling right. with a good rule set that is enforced by the referees to push action right. um right. so i i think now you know, for the for for any grappling competitor in the past, you had to open up a school to make money. You know, hope and pray that you maybe had a, a, a an instructional that did okay. Um, <laughs> but other than that, you really could not make, or you had to go into MMA, right? Sure. And with the hope that sure. maybe you make it. Um, all those percentages are extremely low now. You can make a great living being a professional grappler, being a professional submission wrestler, um, which was really unheard of and just not possible back in the day when I was coming up. So it, it, it's great for the sport. And not to mention, there was so much young talent from all over the world that is right. getting so damn good. Right. Um, so I, it, it's uh, grappling is in a very good place, man. It is. Um, two quick kind of things on that. We'll wrap that up. And I got a couple more. You know, I'm sorry. We, we I feel like you and I could talk for three and a half hours if we had it. It's great. Um, in three years, do you think um, that, you know, ADCC, that competition, do you think it could be on an ESPN Plus, uh, Amazon Prime? Do you think a DAZN, do you think a major streaming platform can pull this in three years and put it up 
for millions and millions of people to watch. Without a question. I, I think um, I think absolutely it, it is possible. Okay. Could Gordon Ryan in 18 months work nothing but stand up and, and transition into mixed martial arts and be a legit top player? You know, I think it'd be very difficult for him to okay. do that. It takes a lot of time. Sure. But right now, he is the best submission fighter on the planet without question head and shoulders above everybody else he's he's already a millionaire uh he's a, he's one of the biggest or he is the biggest star in the sport yeah. and a lot of the success of the sport is really revolving around that guy if we're being honest um i agree and like just to kind of really close it on on that you can maybe say yeah dave or no i of course in mixed martial arts in 2022 it's such an evolution it's so tough where it was in 1995 to now but I feel like just look at the top guy, if it's Habib Nurmagomedov or Israel Adesanya or whoever it is, right? Or Francis. Like, yeah, Francis, I hope I'm not going to be disrespectful. He's not a great mixed martial artist, but he hits like a truck. And if he right. hits you once, it's over. And sure. some of these guys and Chemayev, and I know Chemayev could do more, but if he gets a hold of you, it's over. I think Gordon Ryan underratedly can literally walk into the UFC or the PFL right now and win high-level fights because he's A++ at what he does. And if he implements his game plan – I, there's no going around it. No going around it. Yeah, he, he really is that dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 365 episodes in of Anik and Florian podcast. Uh, you are the jelly to John Anik's peanut butter. Just put a bow on the podcast and what it means to you uh, personally and what it means to you. I know, you know, you kind of broke through to the UFC Fight Pass stream. We're, just put a bow on years and years and years. And I've been podcasting now for four or five years and I've done over 500 podcasts on different things. I know how much time and effort and sacrifice you have to put into it. Just it's um, put a bow on uh, Anik and Florian podcast 365. You know, John really has been the captain of this ship. Um, he, it was kind of the, the, the guy who came up with this idea. Um, and it really came about from us, wrapping up a show wherever we were all over the world doing UFC shows and us just talking about the fights. And, you know, we either have other people around us or it would just be him and I. Sure. And I think from him, he's like, we keep talking about these fights. There's so much to talk about. We don't have enough time, even right. in like, you know, the, the post fight shows. He's like, why don't we just do a podcast? We have way more time to really go in depth about it, break things down, blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, and, and it's it's funny. We've been doing it what seven years now, and and people are still finding out about the podcast. And you know, we're we're lucky enough that a lot of people uh, absolutely love it and and going crazy about it. And and uh, it's still picking up a whole lot of steam. We have some exciting news coming up um, uh, for the future of the podcast. But yeah, it's it's been great, man. Uh, I, I love doing it. Uh, and, and also, that's my time that I get to talk with John. Yeah, we're yeah, both yeah. so busy these days. You know, that we don't get a chance to, to keep in touch. So uh, it's also a, a great way for me to stay in touch with John and, and uh, talk to my friend. I, I'm the same way we um, here on Fight Bananas. I do something with Felicia Spencer once a week. She picks her uh, upset pick of the week and she kind of like Ray Longo, right? She's our, yeah. she's Fight Bananas is Ray Longo. And me and Felicia talk off air about it. We like joke about it, how we talk. Because you just set up the podcast and like what day we're going to do it. So we talk three, four times a week. And then, you know, when you get your friend on the phone about fights, you go for 10 minutes and we right. go, dude, we talk to each other more than we talk to our, our you know, our significant <laughs> others or our brother or sister. And, and you're so right. It's somewhere to yeah. kind of keep, you know, a friendship going in a weird, yes. weird way. Um, yeah. Two last things for you. One is really fun. And two, uh, hopefully I'm going to make you emotional and cry, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, All right. First, matchmaking. They give you the matchmaking ready for both the PFL and for the UFC. Mm. They put you in charge. No money. And you can have 20 million, whatever you need. 
you can make one PFL fight, and then you can make any one UFC fight. The floor is yours. You take it away. Good question, man. Um, all right. Uh, PFL versus uh, UFC. Oh, well, I think this is kind of a no-brainer, but I think the Kayla, Hader, Kayla Harrison okay. Amanda Nunes fight um, has a lot of juice to it. I, I think that um, you know things would get very spicy and, and yep. very interesting yep. uh, in that fight. Um, at 145? At, at 145, I think would be a nice, okay. uh, a, a nice happy medium. I, I think um, that would be the fight to make. I think that could be huge. Um, two best female fighters on the planet right now. Um, as far as the UFC goes, what is the fight that I would make? I mean, I think, uh, you know, based on what happens, of course, Adesanya still has to get by Pereira, but um, Chimaev against the winner of that fight would be yeah, really that's... interesting. And maybe not so much the biggest money fight, but certainly the most intriguing, I think, sure. for a lot of people. Um, so, and, and we probably will, we probably will see that in, in, in the future. I do. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right. Sure. Last thing, and we'll let you run. We really appreciate your time, Kenny Florian, the uh, voice of the PFL. Um, just kind of maybe talk about commentary, right? And like I said, I think I, I when I talked to you a little bit at the hotel, we really actually never really chatted it up 15 minutes. I'm so pumped that we're doing this. I've seen you multiple times out there in Orlando for the Challenger Series, yeah. seen you on the PFL circuit. And, you know, I'm starting to dabble into commentary myself. I was just on UFC Fight Pass a couple of weeks ago, and I don't think people understand how much time and effort it is to – uh, you know, look up all the fighters and to see their, you know, their own stories. And then, of course, we have meetings with them the day or the day before and talk to them and do all the homework. And people think we just get a hot mic. And one, I always tell people, try it. Like, just watch the UFC for five hours and talk for five straight hours. And then also, too, no one really understands that the um, kind of you never know what's going to happen. Of course, in a mixed martial arts fight, you could have 10 minutes on Ben Askren, but if Masvidal and Flying knees him in four seconds, you got to react and be on it right away. You just never know when the fight's going to end or where it's going to go. Um, you know, I guess someone on your level that's been to me, and you know, I'm not trying to say this because you're on, you're one of the most high-level commentators in the sport. Um, how hard did it take for you to get there? Where would you want to go three, five years from now? Just kind of put commentary, uh, I guess put a bow on it. I appreciate the kind words, man. Yeah, listen, I, I, there's a ton of work that goes into it. I, I think that it's definitely a balance of trying to be as authentic, as yeah. honest, and analytical as pro as possible without being disrespectful. And that is always, I think, the interplay. Thin line. Of all thin those line. Right, it's a thin line. And, yes. and of yeah. course, even if you're not being disrespectful, you're not being biased, people are going to think, hey, you're being biased or you're being harsh or you're being too nice or you're, you know, there's always someone who's thinking that. But the, the key thing is, um, you know, getting feedback from people that you actually respect that are that are in the uh, arena and um, keeping yourself honest and also never stopping to work hard and learn as much as possible, both about the sport and about the fighters uh, and just seeing things from different angles. You know, I, I, I have. Um, martial arts has humbled me tremendously, uh, you know, and I, I always try to understand that no matter who you are, no matter what, you know, you don't know everything and everybody has, uh, blind spots and, you know, just to stay open to learn and, and, and work hard and, uh, keep your head down and, um, that's it. But, um, yeah, I mean, even this weekend, man, I, I was on 
broadcast longer than I've been for any other thing. I was, I think I was on from like 10.30 a.m. to 10.30 at night, which Woo! was uh, pretty intense with grappling. But anyways, yeah, thank you so much, man. Yeah. I pre- Like I said, I appreciate your time. Yeah, like just a couple of weeks ago, it was three and a half hours. And I can, at the end of those, you know, three and a half, I can feel my voice because yeah. when you do see a massive uh, momentum play or a knockout, whatever it is, yeah, you want to put juice in it. That's how I kind of say, yes. I want to put some juice in it and kind of elevate that moment in the best way I can. Um, but yeah, you do that for multiple hours, you, your body runs out and your yeah. voice runs out. So that's pretty wild. Ten, 12 hours on the hot mic, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. There we go. Ken Flo, man, appreciate your time. Like I said, uh, no BS. You can't talk about mixed martial arts. You can't tell the story and it's a uh, lineage without your name being attached to it in one way or another. Um, cannot wait. I, like I said, November 25th, everyone's here and it's going to be the PFL championship on black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. I think that's very smart. It's probably not great for our families, but it's yeah. a really good date <laughs> to put the fights on. I think there's a hole there. So I think that was pretty smart by PFL, but hopefully our significant others and our kids aren't too mad at us. Yeah, but right. uh, any last words with you? I know you have the YouTube and some stuff. Any last things you want to push out? Yeah, no, thanks so much. Uh, I guess, um, yeah, you guys can check me out on social media at Kenny Florian. Um, both on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, let's see, anyone who's interested in jiu-jitsu want, wants to learn about the, the fundamentals, the essentials of jiu-jitsu to help them understand it, uh, KennyFlorianMartialArts.com. And um, that's pretty much it. Thanks so much, man. Absolutely, man. Appreciate your time. I'm going to hit a button here. Good, good graphics going to come on, and uh, we're out. Thanks, Kenny. Cool. Appreciate it, brother.